Wet Hot American Summer, 10 years later, premiered on August 4th, 2017 on Netflix. Let's put 25 minutes on the clock. Pilot study, Chris and Grimes. They're talking all of your favorite shows, but only the pilot episode. That means the first show, in case you didn't know. Please. Never know what show they're gonna talk about, but they're only gonna talk about the first one. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Hello and welcome to Pilot Study, episode number 55. My name is Chris Lantine and I am your host and I'm joined, as always, he works in, al- in an alternative video store. It's Grimes! If only, sir. If, if only. only. That's, that, that does seem like the dream. You know, I thought this summer about... Uh, getting a job at the local family video. I've always wanted to work in a video store. I know it's probably like 10 times worse than I dream it to be, but the idea of being surrounded by movies sounds pretty cool to me. And joining you us... certainly write again, a good modern vinyl article about it. I, I, I at least could mine a good article about it. Uh, and joining us once again for the second straight episode, he's still looking for the end of his, of his memoir. It's Garth Watson. Welcome, Garth. Walla walla hoo! <laughs> Wait, what is the return call? <laughs> walla walla hey! Walla walla hey! Or I could have just said, what's up, bitches, let's rage. <laughs> like Amy Poehler does. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, today we are doing Wet Hot American Summer, 10 years later. And I, it's kind of cheating, because are we, are we taking this as the second season of Netflix Wet Hot Shows? I it am, is a separate thing in the... It is. It's a separate entry. It's in not. It's not the second season to me. It is the is it is a pilot of a new series. So that's kind of the way we're getting around this and basically using it as an excuse to talk. What it, it which what has somehow become the wet hot American summer like mythology. It's like not just like a comedy anymore. It has like real mythology behind it. Sure does. Um, including two at this point in the series, two apocalyptic. Uh, events that have happened to Camp Firewood and the beginning of a third here in the pilot. John, I want to start with you. Grimes, I want to start with you. As sure. I as I said your first name and we know that's a cardinal sin on this program. It's okay, you're allowed. No, now. I fucked you, up, bro. 2017 is everything's on the table. <laughs> everything's on the table. <laughs> we are letting we are telling our fans everything including your first name. Is it's time was, to get real. Is wet hot a thing that you love as much as me? This is like one of my favorite pop culture properties ever of all time or this does, does, it have that, does it have that warm spot in your heart like it does for me well you know i love paul rudd a lot he's one of my dudes but i don't think he's in this one is he he's not in this pilot no but adam scott who i love from you talking you two to me mm. that's the main thing he's from in my mind by the way <laughs> it's weird um, like when i think of adam scott i really do think of like First, because that's his pinnacle. First step brothers, second, how are party I, down? I almost said how I met your mother. Yeah, like second party down, and then third a podcast, which is kind of crazy. Um, anyway, this this is in that category of stuff like Monty Python and the State. That yeah. I know it's good, and I I really respect that people love it, but I it's just not for me. It's not my sense of humor. For I think Michael Ian Black, like he just takes me out of stuff. Really. 
That's a, that's a hot yeah. take because he's one of the bright spots in this. And episode. I know he's like a comedic genius. There's no doubt the guy is like talented and is a part of so many great things and it's probably written and like punched up many awesome things. But well, there's, I don't know. It's just weird. I feel I'm like weird. there is going to be some conflict here because and in po- and possibly between people that love the state and are listening to this episode because I think the state members are usually the weakest they're all parts. Over they're all over it and they're usually the weakest parts of these wet hot movies and series and the lone exception Ooh. being Coop is very good in the movie and yet it's kind of like a downer on the shows. I don't know Garth you're you're obviously a wet hot fanatic you've watched the documentary and the movie and the shows and everything well, yeah, so I don't, don't want to get into the thoughts on the pilot right away, but my, in terms of those state guys, are, are you kind of on the same wavelength? Well, I don't even really know who the state guys are. Okay, but, so uh, Michael Ian Black, um, Coop, who is Michael Showalter, and yeah. David Wayne, who directs and plays uh, Euron later on. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Coop. I like him in the movie, um, but yeah, in the series this one and first day of camp i wasn't a huge fan of his character and i don't really like his other characters he does like his uh nixon or whatever reagan isn't reagan Reagan, yeah reagan reagan yeah i don't really like when he does like those characters and stuff but i I just want to kind of let you and the listeners know like my level of wet hotness uh (laughs) i i love how wet are you (laughs) i I'm really wet when it comes to uh, the movie, and I love the behind-the-scenes documentary Hurricane of Fun, which is on Netflix. And But I'm not as big of a fan of the First Day of Camp series Blasphemy, and bro. this one. I like them, but just not as... It doesn't have... Maybe down the road, it'll hold a more special place in my heart. But First Day of Camp, yeah. like there are seams to pick apart. There are like... There definitely are miscues in First Day of Camp, but I can't help but loving it, and I think it's kind of genius how they're able to take that one-and-a-half-hour-long movie and just really expand the universe in, like, really absurd. And I mean, it all of this is absurdist comedy. You know, it's Grimes, you had a good comparison point with, like, Monty Python. I see this as, like, the American Monty Python. Like, this is as absurdist as U.S. comedy, especially stuff that's going to show up in, like, series form. Right. It's as crazy as it gets in the United States. We so can't, it's like the we state. can't handle it's much more. Similar. It's very similar to the sketches, state. It's very similar. Yeah. Super dry, like, very, you know, not dark or edgy, but, like, bordering on those. A little more of the mainstream stuff. There's, like, a hint of insanity within every scene. Yeah. You know, like, even the intro. Kind of like the precursor to Tim and Eric. That's, like, what leads mm-hmm. to Tim and Eric eventually. I like that comparison as well. Uh, Tim and Eric's probably, like, more berserk. But, uh, but it's, you know, like, this, the seat we're playing. But what, what I like about Wet Hot and what I've always liked about Wet Hot is how sincere everything is and how there is... It seems like the characters always love each other, and it seems like the characters are really, really good friends. They just happen to be placed in these, like again, bizarre scenarios and kind of have to work through it. And, of course, the first Netflix series ends with the power of friendship saving them. <laughs> and they kind of yeah. carry that you know, sincerity and just um, admiration <laughs> for each other over into this series. So we start 
in August on August 18th, 1981. We start with the flashback from the movie, which has Bradley Cooper, of course, the one character who is not, <laughs> the one actor who is technically not in this show, saying, Let, let's all promise that in 10 years from today, we'll meet in the morning and make a day of it. Okay, so what is it? Is it like 9 or 9.30? Well, let's say 9. That way we can be here by 9.30. Well, no, why don't we say 9.30 and then make it your beeswax to be here at 9.30? <laughs> and, of course, they have, to ha- they have to splice in these new cast additions on the side, which is funny because it's like different film stock and everything. And I also love the Katie appearing as her younger self and then her older yeah. self and then back as her younger self. <laughs> That's that's pretty funny as well. Um, I love McKinley's track shirt. I still love that track shirt. I forget what it says, but he has like a little shoe on it. Um, that's a pretty memorable outfit from the movie. And then, of course, we flash forward to August 17th, 1991. So we are one day before that destined meeting. And we get all these different introductions to all these characters. I'll run through them really quick. Katie is some kind of event planner. Uh, Ken Marino and uh, Victor... Is it Victor? Is that is that the Ken Victor, Marino character? Yeah. Victor and Neil. Victor and Neil, who is uh, Ken Marino and Joe Latruglio, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they either own a bar or work at a bar, something like that. They don't really specify. I believe uh, they're Victor's, bar backs. Victor's a bartender, and Neil is, like, uh, I think the bar back, or, like, the guy that just kind of, like, helps out behind the bar, but isn't right. actually the bartender. Right. 80 Miles, who was um, Gene, Gene's, like, chef guy he is uh he's gary. now yeah gary is now a chef man you know all the names i can't remember i know names. i have this all written down uh jd owns a video store or works at a video store and he's like kind of like a high fidelity he's basically right. jack the jack black of this video store telling right pushing people to tower video which of course is a joke off tower records so, um jj also JJ. jd <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible at this. Biggest wet hot American summer fan over here. Uh, Elizabeth okay. Banks. What is her name? Uh, her name? Yeah. It's a great, great question. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. She is a TV reporter. Uh, Garth MacArthur, played by Jai <laughs> Courtney, is Amy Poehler's boyfriend, which is just the best because Jai Courtney is like hated by like all film critics in the entire universe <laughs> but he does have like this weird cult following which probably landed him in this show uh so amy poehler's name is garth uh susie susie thank you and in the best bit of casting probably of the entire year adam scott is playing the bradley cooper role is playing ben and uh, they explain it off in one line by the fact that uh, Ben has a has had a nose job to fix a deviated septum, and he's now played by Adam Scott. <laughs> yeah, because of course they couldn't get Bradley Cooper for whatever reason. So, uh, and I, I love, I absolutely love when Susie and Ben meet, and she says that he looks better, and he has like this quick reaction of like, oh, thank you. But it's just like the best Adam Scott reaction you can possibly. Yeah, he imagine. almost does like a little fist pump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's, uh, there's not really much plot. They just go back to camp. They, they're introduced. They go back to camp. The episode goes super, super quick. At least for me, it does because like I cherish every second of this series. So the first, the pilot goes by like so, so fast for me. There's not much plot. So we can just jump right into random notes and Grimes. I want you to, I want you to go first. And I mean, what, what do you find funny in the wet, hot universe? 
Um, I find all the references to 1991 extremely funny. I wrote down several. Um, Amy Tan, the kitchen god's wife. (laughs) Jesus Jones right here right now was a jam that I remember from the public swimming pool when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, They talk about counting crows, Eric Stoltz. Uh, Somebody says other things from 1991. Um, Oh, yeah. It's when um, they're giving, she's giving Neil stuff back. She's yeah. like Apple computer, whatever, inline right. skates, oh, yeah, your other, Apple 100, <laughs> other stuff like, from whatever. 1991. Rollerblades. Um, yeah. I love that two of my first um, love, lady loves, Janine Garofalo and Alyssa Milano, make appearances in here. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick question. I love the accurate. Sorry. Why was Janine Garofalo one of your first lady loves well you know what's weird about that is that i was like really into comedy and there weren't that many like hot ladies doing it It was like her and sarah silverman were pretty much you know the go-tos so i think it was her funniness more than her and this was probably like two decades ago so time changes things we're not we're not judging you bro I, think I just no, didn't no, know no, what I she think. was in that you, like, knew her. Oh, just stand-up. I think okay. she was one of the first ladies I ever, like, attached to that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very cool. Um, what did I find funny? I mean... Like, what... I, if, if somebody's watching this for the first time, did you see the first series? I watched the pilot of it when we studied it. I don't think... We didn't study the last pilot. If we did. Well, I, maybe I watched it and we talked about it okay, for okay. a future pilot so but um and i watched the movie but like i don't what that's the thing like i don't laugh i'm just like that's funny i get it that's funny but i I don't know like if somebody's watching it for the first time what references are they like what's just like whatever to you you know i'm just curious to to see it from the eyes of somebody who's not a fanatic like what do you watch what are you seeing and be like i don't really get this or like why i just think that some familiarity with the characters really helps a lot to watch this because it's flashing back so much and i'm like oh that's probably really funny if like you laughed at that in the movie then you're like oh that's that's cool they flash back to that you know Mm -hmm. like if this is your thing and you're so familiar with it like i'm just not i've watched everything once just kind of like okay it's on i'll watch it Mm -hmm. so i don't know i'm not saying it's unfunny i just nothing sticks out and like you said it's not a plot driven pilot it's more like okay here's those characters you guys all like now we're putting them 10 years later it's not a great pilot like i'm just going to come out and say that like i despite being a fan of this stuff i think if i'm looking at it objectively i have to fall on your side and say that there's not enough laughs to make up for the fact that there's quite there's really nothing going on it's just kind of like a reintroduction to these characters which we saw if you're keeping up with these with these shows, you saw them a year ago, so you really don't need like a reintroduction. And I also think that everybody being very successful kind of hampers like the the thematic material that they could dig up later on. Like, does everybody have to be like <coughs> a chef and an event planner and like a publisher Can, and like a writer? Uh, the like business every one, the hippie, yeah, yeah, everybody. I... Can I go off that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so in Hurricane of Fun, the making of documentary of the movie, mm-hmm. um, at the very end, the uh, the cast were asked where their characters were in ten years, and they like improved like as their characters, like where they were, and like so Gary, the chef, who's the chef in the series, um, 
he said that he runs a small maintenance company cleaning office buildings. But the most important thing and what he's most excited about is his new relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Susie, played by Amy Poehler, works at the Comfort Inn and trains hotel managers. So she still considers herself as a director of sorts. Uh, <laughs> JJ, who works at the video store in this series, went to the police academy but it didn't work out so good. So now he's a private investigator working mostly in divorce, custody, and things. I like that one. Uh, Paul Rudd's character, Andy, uh, used to work for the city. <laughs> Part of his toe was cut off. He tried to sue them, but he was getting high on the job and got fired. <laughs> and he's like, but uh, I'm looking for work now. Official <laughs> pussy inspector. You hiring? And, uh, and Elizabeth Banks, like, took her ex to the cleaners, traded in, traded up, and got his entire ad agency business. So now she's running an ad age agency. But the reason I brought that up is I just think that like some of those are even better ways to take the characters than where their characters actually are. Like I like the idea of Susie working at a comfort inn and considering herself like a director still, but she's not actually. I just but think in this it would she's have been like too successful. It would have been more interesting if they all came back as failures. And yeah, like they exactly. had to like self-evaluate and like, kind of like community. <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of like community, and the, and like that. And what would have been interesting is like they have all these like every time somebody arrives in a cab or whatever to be dropped off, like they have this great like embrace because like that's literally the last time that they're all successful. Like so, that's why they're yeah. so happy. Here, they're being pulled away from like way better lives to go back to camp for a weekend or whatever. Well, this is what it, it reminds me of: the SNL Forty special. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of like Netflix shows are like this. So, were the sketches good, or do you really just want to see Eddie Murphy and like Bill Murray and Chris Rock and what they're up to now? Like, do is this really a necessary show? Is there a need for another season of Full House and Will and Grace and Roseanne and every damn thing that Netflix just wants to throw money at? Or do people just want these reunions so bad because we like can't let go? I don't according, know. Just... According to everybody on my fucking Facebook page, yes, we need Full House. <laughs> but that's so but... crazy because I just, I don't know, man. I, would, I mean, I... I get it. There's tons of, I would love like, where are they now episodes i'm all about that and i i love the shows i love a lot and chris and i i mean we do this podcast so it's right. kind of like i can't let go either but I it's just ought to be like what what are they making it for what are we supposed to be getting out of it because if they improv that stuff it would have been cool if they like did that then or did they i don't know i i, yeah. w- I would be careful putting bit. i think wet hot in the same category as Full House and like those types of like money grab type of reunions only because I think Wet Hot is making fun of the idea of like a reunion series in doing this and the same way they were making fun of a prequel series and casting the same exact people and having them be 40 and playing 15 year olds. I do love the playing of the age thing. I wrote that. That's probably yeah. the funniest thing to me is that they're acting like Well they're yeah. they're all they're all I saying do. like, you know, I'm 26. I'm 26 now so I have to move on with my life. You know, things like oh, that are yeah. funny to me. But I think they I are to... making fun of the idea Again, like I guess it's a different category, but it's the same like vibe to me anyway, just mm-hmm. as an objective dude who is you know coming in with little knowledge and some ignorance and from a, from afar, it looks like another cash grab using of a previous IP basically. That's what you're saying. Kind of not so much a cash grab, but just only done 
to look at these people again. Like, oh, there's her. I like her. Oh, yeah, yeah. that guy. You know? Like, well, I get that. I get that. Garth, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going off when you were talking about how funny the age play is. Like when uh, Alyssa Miliano, is that her name? She's like the babysitter. Milano, yeah. And uh, yeah, and they were, and one of them was like, I thought that, you know, she would be a little older. <laughs> like basically <laughs> insinuating that she's like a teenager right. or like in her early 20s. Well, it helps that she looks super young too. So that's kind of like yeah. a secondary joke. Like you would figure Alyssa Milano would look old now, but she looks basically like she did when she was 26 or whatever. Um, uh, before we get into some some random notes here, I just want to give some major props to the friendship between uh, Victor and Neil. I don't know what it is about <laughs> their relationship, but I just think it's so. Again, there's like a there's like a hint of sincerity there, and there's like a hint of sweetness there that really makes it sing. Just like Neil fully believing that Victor is the man. <laughs> And so, like, having to say that multiple times and, like, when he's dancing, hey, everybody, look. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he really, really loves Victor. And that's that's kind of sweet to me. And that's, like, one of the core relationships from the film that's funny in the film, funny in the prequel series, and is already funny here in the first 20 minutes. (laughs) Victor! And Neil. Hi, Neil. I bought a half a six pack. That just, it makes me smile seeing those two together, probably more than anybody. Like when they see his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend Sherry, he's like, oh, that's Victor. He's the best. It's like one of a kind. They really broke the mold with him, et cetera, et cetera. You know the drill. Uh, I'm so excited about Victor. I I had some notes about the movie store. So Jay, Jay, is it JJ? Yeah, JJ. JJ. He works in this movie store, and there's a sign behind him that says it's a movie poster for a movie called Keeping It McDougal Street. Um, and yeah. it's a fake movie. I was really hoping it was like a cool, like a, a fake cool movie from the 90s, but it is not. <laughs> it is just a fake movie. But it's got I, like three brothers drinking. And yeah. Then, yeah, it's got like three brothers yeah. drinking. I would love if somebody was able to pull that credit block and see who's actually in that movie. I assume there are a ton of Easter eggs. Uh, within the uh, within the movie store scene, but th- I thought that was a funny name. It kind of reminded me of Queens Boulevard, the Entourage movie. Yeah, it's like a movie that's trying really hard to be New York, you know. And uh, so yeah, there's a lot of cool things I think probably to find in that movie store scene, and the fact that uh, we were at literally at that movie store um, in New York City just a couple yeah. uh, just a week ago. Yeah, um, the storefront me. that they use is uh, actually the Barcade. Um, in New um, York City, like around. Did you guys go to the street? bar from How I Met Your Mother? We, we did. did. We did. We did not talk did about that in our How I Met from Louis. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we did. You bastards. Sorry, sorry. We forgot to talk about <laughs> that in the How I Met Your Mother. Maybe we'll do like a short Twice little, <laughs> a short little, a bonus clip at the end. Um, we'll we'll put it at the end of that episode. Okay. Let's do random notes. Garth, random. what what kind of random notes do you got here? For <clears throat> okay, so one uh, of my episode. one of my big random notes is um. Wait, you said Garth, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, uh, Joe Latrulio's character, uh, Neil, I I don't think that he was one of the people that was on set with, like, the majority of the cast. I noticed this. He's not, he's not in any shots with anybody except for Victor. And uh, there's the one scene where Victor's talking to um, uh, Abby Bernstein mm-hmm. and... So I think he was there for that, but I don't think because like 
uh, in this series, especially like later on in the episodes, you realize that they kind of had an arrested about. Arrested Development Season 4 scenario where, you know, they obviously couldn't get all of the cast together for to be in scenes together. And I think that Neil uh, wasn't around for, like, the main cast scenes. And so, like, if you, like, go back and watch it, he every shot that he's in where, like, there's other people in the scene, it's just him in the shot or just him and Victor. Um, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to take a nap. And then you don't really see him. So... That's just a little yeah, thing he, that I noticed. Probably, probably Brooklyn Nine-Nine keeping him away, and he can yeah. only do like a little bit. But, it, I mean, the New York City scenes are just, they're worth it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> anything else? Um, yeah, I, I also tried to examine the video store because uh, it seemed like there were a lot of Easter eggs and stuff. I noticed the Keeping at McDougal Street poster, and I was trying to, I like looked it up and didn't really see anything about it. Um but on the storefront, uh, there's like three there's three floors, and so JJ works at Kim's Video Underground, which is on the second floor. The third floor is Kim's The Books and Cafe uh, with film and music, and then the first floor is Kim's Film Production and <laughs> Production Supply Store, and I think that might be like a like they might film porn there because there was like. Uh, some sexual looking uh pictures and stuff in this window that's some nice pickups i like that oh and in the store uh coming soon to vhs there was home alone gremlins 2 the new batch the godfather part 3 silence of the lambs and robin hood prince of thieves and i'm i'm such a dork that i made sure to check and see if there are any errors there but they like would, the yeah, they would all be coming out on VHS in '91. I thought I caught them. I thought it was Home Alone two, and I had this big point about how Home Alone two came out in '92. Um, but no, I just fucked up, and that that one did come out in 1990. <laughs> so they were correct in all their movie picks, and I, 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 I quite, I, I just dug the movie, um, the movie store scene. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Random notes. Heart Attack Love from the prequel series shows up in the uh, uh, when um, Katie is driving in the limousine. That's one written by Craig Wedren. Uh, Garth, Garth MacArthur's movies are called Expresso Compresso and London Fog. So that I, I like Expresso Compresso in particular. I like how the editor of Coop's book calls it Camp Fur, uh, Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was like uh, a, p- a particular reference to the Mad Max movie, but I quite enjoyed that. Uh, Janine Garofalo has become like the queen of overreaction in the prequel and in this series, and it continues on in future episodes. But I love her little curtsy after saying that Garth is welcome, like as part of the Camp Firewood family. Uh, Victor says, I brought half a six pack, which is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is just, just a great line. <laughs> Um, let's see. Her uh, Sherry's new boyfriend is Rob Hubel, of course. Great little performance by him. Uh, the BBB doesn't fool around is another great line. Of course, these, San- blue- these blueprints are literally kicking my ass. <laughs> yeah, saying that, <laughs> yeah, that, saying that over and over again. I just thought, how is Coop going to get crushed? Because he gets crushed in like every series and every movie in the Wet Hot universe. So I'm just, you know, anticipating his crushing. Uh, the kiss from Alyssa Milano. She like kisses the baby at one point. I don't know where they are, but she has the baby kind of alone and she kisses it. And it's like very sensual. 
and mm-hmm. it was like it was probably the biggest like individual laugh for me. Uh, Susie saying she's amazing and she's a very good friend about an actress that got me laughing too. And then Victor like his resting sleep position being like perfect for humping, and like him going through all the days. And then did did I forget hump day? I forget not. And then, yeah, <laughs> he's just a moron. And uh, yeah. That's about all I had for, uh, oh, the Wayback Machine reference. That was good. Now, now, of course, now being a website. And and them talking the stage direction, I guess, is another good moment where, like, the, the girls are talking and then Susie goes, let's go back to unpacking. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the parts I liked was when uh, they're just kind of all walking together and they're telling Garth about, like, all of the great times they had and they're, like, describing things like... Oh, we almost got crushed by Skylab. Oh, and one time we went into town and did heroin. <laughs> yeah, the heroin thing's like such a funny like uh, side sidebar to that whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grimes, any random notes? You know what? We've actually covered everything I was going to bring up. Um, talked about the video store, which was a dream job mm-hmm. for me as a kid, as was music store, two things that don't really exist anymore. I know. Um and uh, other than that, no, I just feel guilty for not liking you, it. You should, should, bro. No, should it's feel really... like shit, man. I like Coldplay, and I don't even like this, you know? <laughs> uh, the New York Islanders uniform on uh, Neil is also a really great, a great touch. I like the mullet. I love an accurate costume. I love the tension between the yuppies and the normals, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know. I don't think you should feel. I don't think you should feel guilty for not liking. I'm this. not disrespecting it. It's, it's a quality product. It's not a great beginning. It dares you to watch episode two. And yeah, it's interesting that they don't even introduce all of the characters in this first episode. Like not even Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd doesn't show up. It's. I need Rudd. You know, Rudd would carry me through a lot of these moments where I'm bored or just not getting it. Like you said, Garth, it very much. I think the first episode in particular, it falls prey to that Arrested Development syndrome. Like, they're all introduced in different locations. You can tell it was basically all shot, like, exteriors were shot in New York, but, like, everything else is shot in L.A., you know, just, like, when they could get people. This is when you can really... There's just a lot of warning signs in this pilot that I, you have to, like, especially for me and you, Garth, we have to get over our love for the universe and just yeah. kind of, like, objectively say, like... Yeah, if I was just watching this, I would be like, I would see some major warning signs for like what was to come, and if this was actually going to be a a worthy revisit to all this stuff. Like Elizabeth Banks' character, Lindsay, um, who is one of the characters who's sidelined the most and throughout the whole season, um, she, yeah, she's kind of off doing her own thing in this episode. She works. She she's a news reporter doing fluff pieces, and there's. The show that she hosts is called Puff Stuff with Lindsay, whatever her <laughs> name is, what I thought was pretty funny. Um, and another interesting thing was uh, when they first, the guys first get to their bunk, the two of them are playing that game where you try to throw the ball through the rafters. Yeah, but they're they, just hitting the it, kids, right? Yeah, like they can't get it through, but yeah. Um, but that's like the game that was never in the movie, I don't think, but in the um first like the first day of camp series the kids are playing that game and yeah they're like uh, you got to throw the ball through the rafter so it doesn't touch any of the wood and then like caught on the other side and they're just throwing it against it i feel like they just misunderstand the game because they're like celebrating like they're winning 
Oh, like they're yeah. doing a good job. I feel like they're just playing it wrong. But also, that could be like a comment on the fact that, again, it's like a new character that's not even in first day of camp. So he yeah, doesn't, that's he, doesn't he, right. he hasn't seen the series like in the universe. Um, it's just and it's always a, it's always not a good sign when, excuse me, it's never a good sign when like all the all the actors you can get back for like a reunion thing are the people that clearly have nothing going on like besides huh. like amy poehler like jj um janine garofalo like all these people aren't in shows and stuff so it, it feels like we kind of get like the wet hot leftovers yeah in this first episode that's kind of the sad thing like ken marino and um latruglio like they're off to the side they're not really again it doesn't even feel like they're on set sometimes by the way, that would be a great crossover show, The Wet Hot Leftovers. Uh, <laughs> Where 2% of the staff disappears. And yeah. It just becomes like this really dark, um, contemplative series. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think we got to pitch it. All right. I think, yep. I think that's all. I think that's basically everything we can say. The reviews kind of mirror our conflicted opinion. Like, uh, uh, the one review says, Reunion makes the case that a Wet Hot series can indeed work as a binge experience or an occasional drop-in just by gleefully flouting the rules. If Mark Clare and Nosejob Ben can drop in unannounced, why shouldn't anyone else? Hollywood Reporter said, Wet Hot American Summer returns for its second season on Netflix. And while first season, okay, first season, it's a pilot. Don't fuck with us, Hollywood Reporter. And while there are plenty of laughs, there are more misses than ever before. It's a rocky start. Ouch. It's a rocky start, and I just love. I just, it's almost like when I knew the Hobbit movies were bad, but I just enjoyed spending time in that universe. Like I enjoyed spending time in Middle Earth and with dragons and you know all that crap. I just like this universe. Like seeing the sign makes me feel all warm inside. I will say, um, I know it's pilot side, but I will say, seeing the rest of this uh, season, I think it does get better. It does get better, yeah. If you're listening to this and, you know, just... It gets better. Stick with it, guys. It gets better. Stick don't, with it. Don't but give up. This pilot in particular is a rough go, and it goes by super quick, and nothing happens, and all your favorite characters are not in it. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't... so other than that, it's great. <laughs> other than that, it's perfect. It's for wet, it's for wet hot super fans. That's it. But well, if you're an obje- if you're more of ob- super fans, wouldn't you say? If if you're objective, listen to Grimes. If you're a psychopath, listen to me and Garth. <laughs> if if you like care like what's on the uh, what's in the movie store on the um, coming releases, then you you should watch it. But everybody else, I think you can pass. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. This has been episode what fifty five? Yeah, fifty five. And this is this is the end of. Uh, Garth Watson's two episode stint with us. Garth yeah. Watson doubleheader in the books. So thank you, Garth. Time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for correcting me That's on every good. fucking name, you asshole. <laughs> Thanks for having interesting <laughs> things to say because I kind of did not. Grimes, uh. don't, don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> so uh, we've got a whole bunch of. Um, we don't have any theme months coming up for you guys, but we do have a bunch of very timely episodes. We have a 20 year anniversary that we're going to hit for a pilot. Uh, we have a some shows that are coming back that we're going to uh, do the pilots in honor of their comeback, like Curb Your Enthusiasm's coming back in October yes. or September, one of those months, and we're going to hit on that. Uh, so we basically have you know a good couple months planned out for you with a lot of timely episodes, a lot of good discussion, 
And I really just can't wait to uh, to jump back into it. So if you stuck through our little hiatus there at the beginning of Season 3, I think you, uh, you'll be rewarded with some really good episodes. So I can't wait for that. Grimes, thank you, as always, for joining me. Thank you. And, of course, thanks to all our listeners. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Please subscribe on SoundCloud. Uh, subscribe on Twitter. And, of course, we'll end with some plugs. Grimes, what do you got for some plugs? Got Twitter, underscore Grimes John. Instagram, Grimes John. Facebook. Follow now before Trump nukes the world. Follow now before we're all dead. (laughs) Garth, what do you got for some plugs? I'm at the Garth Watson on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, You can see a bunch of Instagram pictures that I recently posted of our New York City trip, uh, which I was drunk for when I posted all of them. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) Yeah, and you can listen to the Film Brew podcast, which is a podcast I host where I talk about movies and drink a different beer every episode. It's been a little while since I've done an episode, but I hope to get started back up. So you can go to soundcloud.com slash filmbrew, or you can just find it wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm sensing a common theme in both your activities and your podcast um, structures. And I think that means that we're going to have to have an intervention the next time you come on. (laughs) I'm down for an intervention episode. Is there yeah. a TV show about interventions? Yeah, that's what I'm actually talking about. There is an HBO show Pilot called study. called Intervention, and we're gonna like next lure... time Garth's on, we'll get Doctor Drew to come on. We're gonna lure you in with the promise of that, but then your uh, whole, your family's gonna be on, you know, another Skype mic, and it's gonna be pretty awkward. I'll so. never do that to you. And Garth. then we are gonna publish it in our RSS feed because <laughs> 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 it will get great ratings. So, all right. Thanks to everybody for listening. And of course, uh, here's a clip, a preview for next week's episode. Thank you. Whoa, Cartman. Looks like you didn't get much sleep last night. That's because I was having these bogus nightmares. Really? What about? Well, I dreamt that I was lying in my bed in the dark when all of a sudden this bright blue light filled the room. And then slowly my bedroom door began to open. And then the next thing I remember, I was being drugged through a hallway. Then I was lying on a table, and these scary aliens wanted to operate on me. And they had big heads and big black eyes. Dude, visitors. Totally. What? That wasn't a dream, Cartman. Those were visitors. No, it was just a dream. My mom said so. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Oh, bummer.